some of us, some of you will be aware that some of us recently we visited Christchurch in New Zealand after the massacre that occurred there in order to reach out to the public and explain to them what Islam is actually about because the person who entered into a mosque like this on a day like this and massacred so many people in a similar setting like this one of the factors behind it is because he had a warped understanding of Islam so the purpose of us going there was in order to reach out to the public and clarify to them what Islam actually is now in that journey of ours there and in the things that happened there there were so many ibr so many lessons to take heed from but one of the primary lessons that upon me to take heed from is and for you to take heed from is is the fact that those that community of non-muslims they were coming to the masjid in their hordes wanting to pay their respects as they said but also open to learn about islam and thus as a result of that every single day for the 10 or so days that we were there people were embracing islam the terrorists came into that masjid and he took the lives of others in cold blood just because they said la ilaha illallah but then as a result of that people non-muslims entered into that same masjid and they ended testifying la ilaha illallah people came into that masjid as unbelievers of islam and then they left that very same masjid as believers in islam people entered into that masjid not knowing anything about allah anything about islam anything about the quran anything about allah and they left that place having knowledge about allah and his deen the seed was planted in their hearts as a result of what as a result of people not backing down we could have just gone there and said to them yes islam is about love Islam is about kindness and left it there as some people were wanting us to do. Don't speak about Tawheed. Don't speak about the message of Islam, but just speak about love and kindness and mercy. As a result of not doing that, people ended up embracing Islam. The same thing goes for us here in England. That when the woman, she puts her hand out to shake your hand, don't be shy. Don't give in and say, I don't want to insult her. Let me shake her hand. Because the same thing happened over there. Every single day, perhaps 10, 20 times in the day, a woman will put out her hand when she's visiting the masjid to shake our hand. Because that's the culture that we have in our society, in our Western society. But then when it was explained to her that we can't shake your hand, not because we consider you to be inferior, but because the woman, her station in Islam is so high, and so no man has the privilege. privilege. Not every man has the privilege of even innocently touching a woman out of honor and respect for her. So many of those women, they ended up not only acknowledging that, but likewise acknowledging and recognizing the wisdom behind that. And among those women were women that ended up embracing Al-Islam, the Shahid. The point is, Ya Ibadallah, manifest your Islam. Don't be shy about your Islam. Don't be ashamed about your Islam. Make your Islam manifest because the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he himself said, Al-Islam, ya'lu wa la yu'la alayhi. Islam, it is dominant, it is superior, it is uppermost, and it cannot be dominated, it cannot be made inferior, it cannot be overcome. Astaghfirullah. 
innahu huwal ghafurur rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Was salatu was salamu ala rasulihil karim Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma ba'd fa ya ayyuhal muslimun As I said that there were many ibar many lessons to take heed from from this journey of ours to Christ Church in New Zealand but among one of those ibr that I'd like to share with you of how as a result of a people of the Muslims believing in Islam truly and manifesting it, the effect that it has upon the non-Muslims. Among them is the fact that the people that we visited in the hospital that were injured with bullet shots in their bodies in numerous places in their bodies in their rear and the bullets having pierced into their hips, bullets having exploded into, the, into their body because the terrorist, he used specific type of bullets that pierced into their bodies. These people that were being operated upon again and again because infections were occurring, among them was a brother. A brother who said that this, what I have gone through, I consider this a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that I am in fact jealous of those that have been killed. And that this here is a blessing from my Lord upon me. Now there were people, journalists even, that stopped doing their journalism. And they said, just tell me about your religion. Because we don't understand. One of them, a female journalist, she said, I was brought up as a Christian, but then I left religion because of my experiences with the church. But now, after having interviewed so many of the victims' family members, I don't get it. Where do they get this patience from? I want to know more about this, this religion. How can a people be so patient? And among those examples is the following. Among the victims was a small little three-year-old boy of Somali origin. This boy, the brothers told me that he had memorized Surat Baqarah. But the point is, is that when I was there, I would see an uncle running around the masjid doing things and he's smiling and he came over to us and he would kiss us on the head and he would say that thank you for coming and thank you for doing what you are doing in terms of calling the non-Muslims to Islam even though what we did it was, it was little. <coughs> then one of the brothers they told me that this person, do you know who he is? I said no. He said this is the man whose son was killed, whose three-year-old son was killed in the attack. And then on Tuesday, just before we left for England, I was sitting in a certain place in the masjid. So this uncle, he comes over towards me and he says, this place that you're sitting in, this is the place that I was sitting in when the attack happened. This is the place that my son was in my arms at when the attack happened. He said, my son kissed me on this cheek. And then my three-year-old son kissed me on this cheek. At that point, the attacker came in. When he started to fire, I took me and my son into the corner of the masjid, into the top corner of the masjid. I crawled with my son quickly into the corner of the masjid. The attacker then left. 
When he left, my son, he got up. The attacker came back. He started to fire and he shot my son. My son died. When he was telling me this, believe it or not, this uncle, he was smiling when he was telling me this. But in, to, but in order to increase him in his hope and in order to give him further reassurance, I said to the uncle that Allah's Messenger, he told us in a narration that a man, when his son is taken, when his child is taken, Allah says to the angels, You took the son, the child of my slave, and the, the angels, they say yes. And then Allah, He says, You took the fruit of his heart, and the angels, they say yes. And then Allah, He says to the angels, What did my slave say? And so the angels, they say, he praised you, O oh Allah, he praised you. And he said, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Then Allah, Jalla he says to the angels, build for my slave, meaning the father, the mother, build for my slave a house in paradise and call it Bayt al-Hamd. Call it the house of Hamd. At this point, this uncle that I was telling this story, who just a few weeks ago, Lost his son, son in cold blood. His smile even went even greater. And he said, yes, subhanallah. When I saw my son is dead, I picked him up and I went outside and I said, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Now at that point, a group of non-Muslims, they came into the masjid. Among them was a woman that was crying. Obviously, many non-Muslims, when they came into the masjid, they were shedding tears. Among that group on this Tuesday went by, there was a woman that came in and she was crying. One of the brothers, he heard the uncle and he heard how he was and his reaction and how he was, how he was behaving. One of our brothers, he became overwhelmed with tears as well. But then he sat these non-Muslims down and he spoke to them and he clarified to them what Islam is. And then specifically this lady that was shedding tears, the brother explained to her that yes, we Muslims, we grieve. It is natural for us to grieve. Our religion doesn't prohibit us from grieving. Hence you see me crying, he said. However, our religion has a certain belief, a belief in qadr, a belief in pre-decree, that every single thing that occurs, it has been decreed based upon the knowledge of Allah. He allows it to happen based upon a wisdom from Him. And thus, that grief of ours, that natural grief of ours, we don't allow it to overwhelm ourselves. This man that you see here, the uncle was there while, when he was speaking. This man lost his son a few weeks ago. Yet he is the one that we see being the most happy here. And thus as a result of that, this woman, when she heard this, when she heard what Islam is about, and when she saw the implementation of the belief of Qadr, because saying it is one thing, but as they say, seeing is believing. And we want to see the proof in the pudding. The non-Muslim, he wants to see. Actions speak louder than words. You Muslims have a certain belief, but we want to see it become manifest. And thus as a result of that, this woman who witnessed this, and the sabr of this man, and the truthful belief system of Islam, she ended up testifying, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. So therefore, Ya Ibadallah, in conclusion, Allah's Messenger والسلام, he said, Al-Islam Islam, it is uppermost. Islam, it is superior and it cannot be made inferior. 
The only thing that is left is for us to practice it and thus it will become superior. Allahumma aati nufusana taqwaha wa zakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha anta waliyuha wa maulaha wa sallallahumma ala nabiyyina Muhammad walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa aqimu salaha.